Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Back on the show, brought to you by Turner Security. Here on News Radio, WGNS, State Representative Mike Sparks joins us. And um, got a lot of interesting stuff to talk about. Uh, just went through uh, another election cycle. Boy, it seems like, I don't know, being a state representative, I don't think that would be for me, having to run every two years. My goodness. It gets old. It gets, old. It gets tiresome. Well, you look pretty tired and old. <laughs> look at this gray hair. I started. <laughs> yeah. started to have a gray hair. Now I have oh, gray hair. My goodness. So, uh, but uh, kind of talk to us a little bit about our conversation today yeah. and bring in our guest. Well, um, uh, if if we had our, our guest going to be Secretary of State Trey Hargett, I'm I'm really good about giving Trey a a great notice. You know, like, uh, like thir- can you do thirty this minutes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I think I text him this morning. And one thing I want to say a couple words about Trey. Trey's always been so good for me to deal with. Um, uh, you know, if you if I've got a constituent that's got a concern, you know, I, I call him personally. He was in the community with us here recently, and uh, we toured some libraries. Had a couple of grants for um, uh, Smyrna Library, Laverne Library, and then. The Murfreesboro um, Library as well, and um, toward Hunter Fan, new company over at the base, and um, just awesome deal with. And we, like I said, we hit cemetery community, visit Ebenezer Baptist Church over there with Pastor Whedon, and seen Edith Moore's, uh, I guess, her home. I mean, a lot of people call it a shack. Her grandfather built in 1908, and you know, I want to try to help her save that place somehow. And um, it's going to be a challenge, but you know, I lean to folks like Trey, who is just sharp he knows the inside baseball and um uh, he knows how to get things done and sometimes i don't have the answer but many times i i know i've got the phone number of folks who do have the answer so that's why i'm proud to have uh, secretary of state trey hargett on here who does have a lot of answers especially when when it comes to elections and some so much of what's going on in the conversation today secretary hargett uh, glad to have you on the program today well man i, I gotta try and live up that introduction but i, I got yeah i was kind of surprised that y'all didn't play Mike's, excuse me, Representative Sparks' intro music. I thought it was going to be all I do is win, 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 no matter what, what, what. But yeah. it didn't turn out that way. So yeah. but anyway, glad to be on this morning. Right. Right. That, that, should that be your intro? You kind of your well, somebody sent me a staying alive. It's a BGS. I'm always kidding this guy. <laughs> uh, and, uh, he's a DJ. But anyways, uh, I happen to like some of, some of that music. But anyways, um, I may be one of the few that admit it. But uh, uh, th- Trey, what do you think about? Um, I know things seemed to went great uh, across the state of Tennessee. I know Rutherford County things went went good. I, I didn't. I had no complaints. Um, uh, no one called me or the office, or I haven't heard many complaints, but uh, it seems like everything went great across the state of Tennessee. Well, I tell you what, they went great across the greatest state of Tennessee, and it's because of people like Alan Farley, uh, mm-hmm. who is a fantastic administrator, one of the best we've got in the state, Yes, and people like that who made sure that we were able to run this election safely, sensibly, and responsibly so that voters could cast their ballot, ballots in record numbers. Yes, I mean, over three million Tennesseans uh, cast their ballot this time around, turnout of about 68 plus percent. So um, it's amazing. We hit a record during a pandemic. And and that speaks highly to all the people who ran these elections and across all 95 counties. You know, here in uh, in Rutherford County, there were some interesting uh, statistics. You mentioned the statewide voter turnout here in the county. It was 73.79 percent. 
here in Rutherford County, voter turnout. And get this, 83.8% voted early. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, y'all had exceeded the 2016 numbers just in early voting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think that early voting thing is 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 very interesting, and that that's one of the things I'd like to talk to you about here in Rutherford County. I know we've been kind of the pilot for the uh, the vote centers for election day, and with the early voting and and just making it as convenient as possible, that seems to be something that has worked extremely well here. And and as, as I understand it, it's kind of a pilot to maybe launching this statewide. Well, you know, and so of course, Rutherford County was the first county that did it, and then this past, during this year, um, Wilson, Williamson, and Monroe counties all joined in the fund. So our job is go back now and look at how all four counties did this time around, see what kind of problems there are, and I'm sure the legislature will be interested in, in trying to figure out, do they want to make that more available across the state? So. Um, you know, it, it's worked very well for Rutherford County. There's a lot of things you have to take into account that some counties sound like they want to do it, but you've got to make sure you've got ample parking at that space. You know, a lot of people are thinking, well, I've got a, a great central location where everybody come, but if you don't have parking, it can't work. And, and Allen really has seemed to get that in Rutherford County, and, uh, and that's the key to the success, I think. Well, I, I, I do think a lot of people like that idea. Um, so if, if you work closer, if you live in, in Kittrell and work in Eagleville, you can vote in Eagleville. So uh, that wouldn't necessarily work across county lines, though, I wouldn't think, would it? No, no. Because, I mean, a lot of people don't realize this. Every county has their own setup and their own, um, own voter registration database. I mean, Tennessee is a state where the voter registration system is bottom up. It comes from the counties that flows up to us. You know, a state like Louisiana, it goes from top to bottom. And so it would be harder for us to do that statewide with our system. Mm. Uh, Secretary of State Trey Hargett uh, joining us. Uh, another thing that I did want to compliment uh, your office, and I know a lot of people work on that. Um, you know, for instance, uh, we uh, on our election coverage, we're keeping up with the Fourth Congressional District, which is Rutherford and 15 other counties, and the uh, State Senate uh, race with uh, Shane Reeves in District 14, which is Rutherford, parts of Rutherford, and four additional counties, and. You all have made it very easy to get the uh, district-wide or area-wide results uh, for that, and uh, it just makes it really easy and a very good website there to, to keep up with the current election results on election night. Well, thank you. You know, the interesting thing about that is on election night, probably at peak time, we probably have about 2,500 people who are on that website. And, and when you think about six plus million, six million plus Tennesseans, that doesn't feel like a lot of Tennesseans who are watching it. But those 2,500 that watch it, they care a lot. Yeah. And we have learned they love to hit the refresh button over and over and over and over. And, um, and, and we're glad we're able to offer that service and, and do so so that Tennesseans have you know, real-time results from across the state. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely changed since I first started doing uh, election coverage, and uh, the the Internet pretty much gets that information out there as quickly as possible, and in, instead of us taking that information and inputting it, well, why not get it from the source? That way you know where it came from. So that's kind of the, the way we approach, uh, approach those numbers. You know, um, Mike, Mike and I were talking earlier about this, uh, the, the presidential race, and Trey, I, I don't want to back you into a corner on anything here, but I, I just find it fascinating how the elections in each state uh, are 
so different. And um, I, I don't know. Maybe some initial thoughts on uh, on that. The states have some autonomy. I understand that, but um, it seems to have caused a lot of confusion. Well, you know, it, it causes confusion for a couple of different reasons. First, you get, we got a close national race. I mean, you have every four years, and, and they're going to continue to be close. It feels like. Um, and so one good thing about the different ways that states conduct their election is it creates a firewall of fraud. So instead of having a, a one big election, you have essentially 50 mini elections and it makes it harder for fraud to have overall impact um, across the nation, especially with the Electoral College. Now, there are those in, you know, those in other states that look at how we do it and they think, wow, why don't you offer absentee ballots more broadly. Why don't you offer same-day voter registration? Why don't you do these different things? Um, the bottom line is, I mean, different states, their citizens expect the results to be conducted a little bit differently based on the norms of that state and, and how they've gone accustomed to doing it. So, you know, I, I don't think there is, I'm not going to say it's necessarily bad that it happens that way. And, and we also need to understand that many states have different laws when it comes to acceptability of ballots. You know, for us, ballots have to be in by close of polls on election day. Mm -hmm. um, for other states, like the state of Washington, they for many years have been accepting postmark ballots for I think another two weeks beyond election day. But they'd be postmarked by then. And the other thing that people don't realize is that and this happens in Tennessee, and I assume it happens in other states, that may be a dangerous assumption, is that it's Republicans and Democrats together who count these ballots. You know, whether they are on the machine, whether they're the paper ballot you slid through a scanner, you know, an optical scan machine, or they're the absentee by mail ballots that come in. You know, if you were there on election day at the Rutherford County Election Commission when they were counting ballots, you would have seen Republicans and Democrats sitting together counting those and verifying signatures together, and it was only up and up. Um, I like to think that's what happen what happens in other states. Um, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think that is that is the thing that has maybe a, a lot of America confused, and and that 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 kind of helps to to clear that up. I, I know it's kind of a state's issue, but. Um, you know, I, th I think part of the argument with this presidential race is election day is November third. So, you know, how does Tennessee handle this with uh, with ballots? Do they have to be in hand on election day? They have to be. Number one, the voter has to mail their ballot. Okay, you, we don't have drop boxes, um, and, and there are people in this state who think we ought to have drop boxes and ought to have them like every on city block. I'm being a little facetious, but they think we ought to to have drop boxes. Yeah. Um, so, but you have, the voter has to mail their ballot and it has to be received by, by the election commission. Now the United States Postal Service, I gotta give them a lot of credit. Um, you know, they, they set a designated post office in all 95 counties where if a voter dropped off their ballot, at, if they delivered their mail, their by, by mail ballot at the post office by 3 p.m. local time election day, then that, they guaranteed that post office would, and the election commission would work together to get that ballot received at the election commission. Um, you know, in other states, it simply requires a postmark. Um, and, and in fact, in Pennsylvania, you know, with the court decision that's been made, you know, heck, it looks like it might even be possible for a ballot that might not have a postmark to be accepted. You know, I don't know all the details of that. You know, 
What I'd like to believe is that the elections up there have both Republicans and Democrats monitoring it and holding one another accountable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, should there be or is there any possible way for there to be any federal um, guidelines? Uh, and I know, as, as you mentioned, states do things differently. Uh, but but are, are there a few marks that we should be able to hit nationwide or, or would that be something possible if there were some type of um, national election reform? Well, it's not going to happen, in my opinion. and It's not going to happen for these reasons especially if you have a Democratic president or a Republican president that is they are of the opposite party, and especially if the House and the Senate are different. Um, you well, know, we can't get House, anything done, so I mean. <laughs> in the House this past year, Congress's very first H.R. 1 called for public you know, funding of elections, you know, was, was going to give every, um, every congressional candidate free money and, and match, you know, like, a, like a six to one match, I think it was, that the Democrats wanted to do. And wanted same day voter registration. And for us to buy, mail out ballots unsolicited to every voter in the state. That's what they want to do. Um, Republicans on the other side, Republicans will probably say that any part of this, you couldn't have same day voter registration and, and mandatory photo ID at the polls. And so those are things that both parties are not going to go along with together. Mm-hmm. Um, do you look at, and Secretary of State Trey Hargett's joining us today, if I were in your position and I would look at these these other states and, and, and think, man, number one, I'm glad I'm not there and having to deal with this. But, you know, a, a close election, you know, a battleground Tennessee what what are some things? I mean, have you ever had to sit and think about what do we do in these situations to keep from something that like is going on in maybe Pennsylvania or Nevada or or during this election uh, to keep that from happening in Tennessee? Well, we think about it all the time, and in fact, the very first time that I was elected in two thousand nine, you know, for the next two years, one of the things I would say to groups of people is I would ask people first. Can anybody remember who the Secretary of State was during the Bush-Gore recount? And invariably, somebody would say Catherine Harris. And, and then I would say, I, my goal when I leave office is that nobody in the state of Florida knows my name. And, and so, you know, there are these secretaries that I see on TV, um, they, they have a very tough job to fill. And, and, like, I know the Secretary of State in Pennsylvania. I like her personally. I mean, I, I think... Um, she seems very poised. I've been in group meetings with her. I've not heard her make partisan statements when I've been around her. But then this morning, somebody sent me a copy of a tweet that she had sent, which is very partisan. And, and that causes things to blow up mm-hmm. um, across the nation and causes doubt. And so there are just things like that that we're always having to be cognizant of, thinking that any of us could have a close race. In fact, y'all would remember a few years ago, we had a congressional race decided by about 40 votes, you know, yeah, on exactly. election night. It came, it came down to the last county. That was um, the Jim race Tracy. Jim Tracy. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And so and, and we had to be prepared for those. And, and while, while that didn't put us on a national stage, you know, we're still having to live. We had to live through that and be transparent with everybody involved. And, um, 
is show people the process and how we how we were going to do things. But you know what? Uh, as as you brought that up, what's remarkable that I remember about that is before the evening was over, we knew, and, and it's it's just remarkable to see. Now I understand in in Alaska where they're bringing in votes, you know, on sled dogs. I mean that that's completely different. But you know, in in, in Tennessee, uh, I was just looking there. There are just a few counties that still have uh, some numbers to report in, but for the most part. We know on election night. Um, why is that different in other states? Well, what what counties are you looking at in Tennessee? I'd be curious. Well, I was. I, let's see. They're, maybe they're all in here by now. They're, Shelby County, eighty-three percent reporting in the presidential race. In in what I'm looking at here on uh, this uh, electoral map. So okay, I, that that's news to me. I I, I don't know why that's showing that way. Um, every, every county has a, a few provisional ballots that have to be opened and counted, but I, we're ninety nine point nine nine percent done. Yeah. So, well, I mean, um, I, yeah, I, I, you, but you look around the country, and there there are there are plenty that not every county, you know, California or let's say Nevada. There's only one county that's fully reported. So, I mean, and, and we're several days after. So, you know, yeah, that's but, that's a but, good thing that we have here. So we we take that. You look at Nevada. Um, Nevada, the legislature there recently passed what's called AB4. I don't know all the intricate details of it, but you know, many of the things they did was all of a sudden they started the effort to really collect a lot more absentee ballots in the state of Nevada. Um, I believe they allow ballots postmarked by election day. So there are ballots that the Secretary of State in Nevada will get today in the mail that are going to be counted. And, and that's not how it works in Tennessee. Hmm. So, I mean, different states have that have different laws. Like North Carolina, I think, is nine days after the election. So different states have, have chosen to set theirs up that way. Yeah, it, it, I think it's very interesting. And, and someone made this comment, and, and, you know, maybe there's some validity to this. And, Mike, you, you can kind of uh, play off of this as, as well. But... Um, someone uh, on Twitter, so I'll preface it with that, said, you know, maybe civics should be more than just a half-semester course, you know, in yes. high school. <laughs> because, uh, uh, you know, a lot of things that, that we're going through now, you, you don't understand. And even on Election Day, grown adults who are voting don't don't understand how some of these oh. things are going on. So, Well, that's true. You know, at the same time, if we're going to do that, we need civics teachers that care about teaching civics. Well, that's true, too. Yeah. You know, I mean... <laughs> I mean, I, I can still remember, I had a great civics teacher when I was in high school who uh, really enjoyed it, but civics was kind of known as the class that you went to take and get and get an easy credit. And, and when I and another friend of mine showed up in civics, the teacher said, hey, what's your game? What are you trying to do here? And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. And, uh, <laughs> he, he said, students like you don't take, it, don't take this class. And I said, well, I love politics. I, I love the study of government. <laughs> I'm interested in this stuff. And um, he said, well, okay. And so, you know, me and my buddy took this class and, and had a blast doing it and, and had the opportunity to scratch that itch. What was his and name? And teaching us. Trey, what was your teacher's name? His name's Lynn Edmond. I was going to put you, I didn't think you'd remember it. You're, you're pretty good now. I always, and, I always hey, brag Mike, on you. Mike, you try, man, what, what are you doing? <laughs> I do you a favor. <laughs> You know, you send me a text this morning saying you could be on a radio. Now you're going to try and out me. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. You know, when you look back, speaking of, you know, teachers and education and people that just inspire you, it's neat to be able to look people look back and remember, you know, um, you know, I remember Mr. Knox at Thurman Francis always um, being an encourager for me or Miss Paula Barnes, you know, and 
Mr. Rakes and stuff. So it's, that's why I put you on the spot. But but going back to that question, what's your game? What's your game? I, I thought I was the only one that got to ask that question. People look at you a little little odd sometimes when you're doing things. It's just out of the norm. But but thank you, Trey, for your for your time. Do you have any um, Do you have any gut feelings on this presidential? You want to look in a crystal ball and tell us what's going to happen? Well, I, here's my thing. I just want every legal vote to be counted. Yes. And, and the key, that, you know, there's there's three key words there: legal, vote, and counted. Yes, sir. And uh, if it was cast illegally, it ought not be counted. And I hope that election officials across our state, whether it you know across our nation, whether it's here or Pennsylvania or Michigan or Florida or Kansas, every legal vote ought to be counted. I mean, I think people who cast their vote legally deserve to have their vote counted. Um, yes, sir. By the same token, there ought to be integrity in the process, and and I just would encourage people around our nation to pray for integrity and also healing of our nation. Because frankly, at yes. this point, whoever wins the presidency, man, the next four years for them, um, they, they are, they're going to know they are serving with um, a very divided nation. And we as a nation have to figure out how to get along and disagree without being disagreeable and, and learn how to talk to people who may not look like us, may not have the same zip code that we do and doesn't have the same background that we do. Amen to that. Very good. Uh, Secretary of State Trey Hargett joining us. I appreciate it. It's been enlightening. Uh, Maybe we'll do it again sometime. Well, I hope you'll have me back. Thank you. Thank you, Trey. All right. Thanks so much. Mike, I appreciate it. Uh, Let's do it again in a couple of weeks. See you in two weeks. All right. State Representative Mike Sparks joining us here as well.